0: You're listening to Holistic Living with Hazel, where you are informed, educated, and empowered to live your best holistic
1: life. What's up? What's up, y'all? Happy Thursday and happy Holistic Living with Hazel today. Are you on here?
2: I am on here.
1: (laughs) What's what's up, co host? Yes, I do hear you. (laughs) How are you? (laughs) I'm doing well. I think we both had a little bit of a little bit of a bug, right?
2: Something. we had something, something. we are here to give the people the
1: information <laughs> <laughs> i know that's right i'm glad that you're doing better and i'm so glad i'm doing better as well and Thank yes you. um i sent out like this little um video that i do right before the show and i just talked to them about how happy i am to have you back and that you were on high demand lady
2: Oh, wow, yes. wow. And I'm so, I'm so honored again to be back, Hazel. Again, what you're doing is absolutely phenomenal. So thank you for having me. Thank you and the people for having me back again.
1: Yes, and that part, too, we're talking about building wealth. We're talking about mm-hmm. investments, and we're talking about diversifying our portfolio. Absolutely. So um, I can't even tell you again how many questions I had. Um, so <laughs> we kind of narrowed it down. Um, and then I'm also going to um, allow you to have anything, you know, that you want to give the people outside of the question. So, you know, just be open. Um, this okay. is, you know, we're not scripted, so um, right. <laughs> you know, just be open to whatever you feel we need to hear in order to get this done for ourselves. Um, I can tell you, part of the questions that we had were um, really about, you know, just how to how tos, right? The one, the, mm-hmm. the, the steps. So, before we get into that, I got so excited, I forgot to. Thank everyone for coming on (laughs) in and also allowing you to um, uh, look at our different uh, ways that you can reach Holistic Living with Hazel. And that can be done by Facebook and Instagram at Holistic Living with Hazel, as well as our streaming uh, medias, which would be iHeartRadio, Real 1100 AM, Spotify, Apple Tunes, and did I miss one, producer? I think that was it, right? Okay. Are you with us? Okay. <laughs> so make sure you all tune in into that. I'm thankful, even though, um, Mariani, you couldn't be here um, in studio, but I'm forcing people to go to the streamings, right? So that it can up yes. ratings. So um, I'm thankful for that as well. But next time you come, you got to come in the studio. All right.
2: Yes, ma'am. I will be there. Okay, I promise you, I will be there. No bug, bug Uh, and all. I'll be there. No, we ain't gonna say that. Right, right, right. I'm just saying, I am committed to being there next time. Yes, I'll be there healthy.
1: And before we get into the show, I want to make sure that I say happy homecoming to North Carolina Central University. Our homecoming is this weekend, so I want to thank everybody. Make sure everybody gets to Durham, North Carolina safely. Um, I will be traveling, so again, happy homecoming, Eagle Pride. So I had to sneak that in, (laughs)
2: Mariani. (laughs) <laughs> Look, it's your show, baby. I'm that's right, <laughs> that's right.
1: So let's go, let's get on in because we want to have time for all these questions. So, Mariani, first, um, one of our listeners wanted to know, and I'm gonna probably kind of help in these questions just to make sure we guide them right. Um, what should we consider when investing in real estate?
2: Should one consider when investing in real estate? So there are three words that are really key to real estate. Location, location, location. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. So when you're thinking about investing in real estate, you always want to really think about your end goals first, and then work your way backwards. Okay? okay. So you want to think about where where is it that you want to. To be, where do you want this investment property to be? Because at the end of the day, Hazel, houses are everywhere, townhomes are everywhere. You know, investment properties are come a dime a dozen. So you really want to think about where you want that property to be first, and then that narrow narrow it down so that you can find the investment property. Because whatever you're looking for, nine times out of ten is going to be in that location. So the first thing that one should primarily focus on is where do you want that location to be and when you're thinking about an investment property you can live in you can live in georgia and you can have an investment property in missouri right right right. because you're not trying to live in that property right so don't limit yourself you all to you know my investment property has to be 30 minutes um, away from me, absolutely not. Because when you're thinking about an investment property, you 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 you're already leveraging ways to even get this property right. So then you might even end up getting an investment, um, a, a company that manages and a, a company that manages your property. So don't limit yourself even when you're thinking about where the property should be. But that's the first thing that one should kind of figure out is where do you want this property to be? And then everything else will kind of fall in line from that. Does that make sense, Hazel? It
1: does. I mean, it opened up my eye. Um, you know, my listeners, though, I'm very transparent. Um, you know, that is something that I'm looking at, you know, when you open that um, that door for me. Because I was looking mm-hmm. at, oh, okay, I'm located here in Atlanta, so I mm-hmm. must have an uh, investment property in Atlanta don't you Absolutely know not. and you know again i i think we know this but our mind just goes there right and right, i do right, think right. and i do think that you know probably it goes there because we're thinking okay we want to be able to get to our property
0: you know mm-hmm. in case
1: something happens but there are other ways guys to do that and i definitely am opening my horizons to that as well so Yes. Um. Would you say location also based on what you want to use the property for?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm glad you made that because I was going to bring that up too. So let's just say if you, mm, buying the right property in the wrong location. Okay. Let me say that one more time. Mm -hmm. Buying the right property in the wrong location is Nolan Boyd. Buying the The wrong property, or buying or buying a property in the wrong location, is, is no longer so. Let me let me break that down. So, Hazel, if you're trying to buy a vaca, if if one is trying to buy a vacation property to, to as an investment property, but let's say mm, they're putting it down in mm, Cordell, Georgia. Okay, nothing wrong with Cordell, Georgia, mm-hmm. but you wouldn't buy an investment property for vacation purposes. So if your if your goal is to to rent that out as like an Airbnb or for people to vacation, might be a beautiful property, but a lot of people don't vacation in Cordell, Georgia. Does right. that make sense?
1: It makes perfectly so you, good sense,
2: right? So you want to make sure that you have the right property in the right location so that you're able to maximize your ROI, which is your return on your investment.
1: Love it. And Mariani, I'm. Um, let me go back. You know, I'm just. We we way off today because I'm just trying to I'm trying to make it. I'm trying to make it through. But I do want my listeners because a lot of people came on or, or probably are on for the first time. So I know that we introduced you. You've been on the show for I don't know how many times. You were actually my first guest.
0: So I can't. It's like,
1: you're my co-host. So I do kind of forget to like reintroduce yourself. So I please give my audience just a little taste (laughs) of what you do and how well you do it, because that's important.
2: Oh, wow. Thank you so much, Hazel. So for those of you that are just tuning in to me for the first time, I'm Marianne Antoinette, a very great friend of Hazel. I'm a retired educator, taught in the school system for 15 years, started a credit business, um, retired after three months with the credit business. And one of the things that I started – Recognizing, thank you so much for the, crap. <laughs> for the <applause. laughs> um one, one of the things I started recognizing is that most people that were coming to me for credit were trying to buy a house, right? And so I was simply sending those people off to other agents, Hazel. And then one day I had an epiphany and I was like, why don't you go get your license? And that's exactly what I did. And so just out here, honored to be able to educate people on home ownership. Um, like investment properties, buying land. And just because at the end of the day, real estate is really where it is. So I'm not just your agent that's out here trying to sell a house or, you know, have somebody purchase a house. At the end of the day, education is key. So for anybody that's either listening to this right here, even if you're not at a point where you can buy an investment property, absorb all of this information that Hazel and I are going to give you and, and 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 in the words of I believe Bishop TDJ, get ready, get ready, get ready, right? Because it might not be your time today or tomorrow, but it could be next month. It could be next year, right? So just take the information that um, we're going to give you, and that's that's it. Not I don't I don't need a whole bunch of you know talking about me. I'm just here to serve the people, help the people um, in terms of credit, real estate, and just help help us to get this 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 real estate out here because when you think about generational wealth, wealth that's where it is Hazel that's, right. that's where it is uh-huh. it's right there it's right there so that's me Hazel <laughs> all right
1: i had to give the audience just a little bit so they would know that uh you are qualified to be here <laughs> amen amen <laughs> so the next question um is why is real estate um well how did they how did they get this? Why real estate, Why is real estate the best investment?
2: Okay. That's a fair question. Mm-hmm. And so I can't, I'm not going to say that it's the best investment because best is relative, but I'm going to say it's a very, 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 very great investment. Real estate is a great investment because, as I just stated, when you're thinking about the, real estate is the quickest way to pass down generational wealth. Okay, that and life insurance, and that's a whole nother topic. Mm-hmm. But, um, <laughs> but real estate is one of the quickest ways to pass down generational wealth. Even when you're thinking about land, um, now is a good time. Anytime is a good time to buy, um, real estate because you're only, Hazel, real estate, each, each property, each parcel of land, you can never find that anywhere else. So where I'm sitting right here in my house, I don't even care if there's another house exactly like my house. There's not going to be another house like my house in the exact same location. So it kind of goes back to location. So anytime you can buy something, hold it or buy it, flip it, resell it or whatever, it's always a good time to buy real estate. I hope that answered that listener's uh, question. Um, it, it's just an, it, r- real estate is just y- y- there's no getting around it. even if you buy a piece of property for twenty five hundred dollars and you don't do anything with it, but you you leave it for your great 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 grandchildren. At the end of the day, that property is going to uh, is, is going to um, is going to increase in value right, right? So mm-hmm. it might not benefit you per se but it's going to benefit somebody
1: in your bloodline. Um, this this was not a direct question that was written by listeners, but what you had stated, I kind of want you to touch on that because we know at this time, you know, between politics and, you know, inflation and everything that's going on, you know, the housing market has really taken a hit, uh, mm-hmm. not just, you know, numbers-wise, but, you know, just give it's at a bad it's a bad light right now you know in a -hmm. a lot of people and I think too is because we're you know we're gathering all this information and we know media they they put mm-hmm. us in this frenzy a lot of times mm-hmm. um but if you could just give us a little light on the housing market at this point and the buying and you know buyers market sellers market you know just so that we can get a little more insight outside of the frenzy and the media
2: euphoria and all of that mm-hmm. um so I'm going to go against what the news is saying and what even a lot of realtors are saying. So because there is this frenzy out there, you know, a lot of people are saying now is not the time to buy a house. Now is not the time to sell a house. Now is not the time. Well, when is the right time? Are we going to go into another pandemic? Preferably and hopefully not, right? Mm -hmm. So those that bought homes during the pandemic, kudos to them for getting the 2 and the 3%. Those that are in the process now, you might have a 6% interest rate. You might have a 7% interest rate. However, it's still a, I'm going to say it until I'm blue in the face, it's still a very great time to buy a house, right? So even if your interest rate is 7% or 8%, no, that is not as low as it was a couple of months or a couple of years ago. However, when you think about the housing market back in in 2000s, 8%, 6%, 7%, those were still great interest rates. So when we're thinking about purchasing a home, we can't compare the housing market today, November 3rd, to November 3rd, 2020. We're in two different times, so you're not comparing apples to oranges. So if we're talking about today, today is still a great time. Buyers now are able to ask for closing costs. Now you couldn't have done that five months ago, Hazel. You right. couldn't have done that two years ago, but now buyers, I'm 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 writing contracts, and you know, You're right? <laughs> I write contracts very uh, uh very often, and I am asking for closing costs for my buyers, if even if they don't need it. Why not ask? Because guess what? These buy these sellers now they they they, they need their houses to move. They need their houses to move. So don't let anybody stop you, um, listeners, from going out and purchasing your home. And then even if you buy that home at a 7% interest rate, Hazel, six months down the line, let's refinance that house. At least you got the house. Right, right. So six months down the line, that house might not be there. So if you're, Because what you're buying is you're buying the house. You're not buying the interest rate. You can always refinance. Right. If somebody takes that house off the market that you really have your eye on, there's not not another house like that in that exact same location six months later. So buy the house at the seven percent, at the five percent, the eight percent, whatever it is, six months down the road. Let's refinance. You still have the house and now you have a better interest rate. Oh, I love it.
1: Love it. Love it. Love it. (laughs) Thank you for that insight. I think like, again. You know, we—I always tell people: stay open, do your research, and Mm -hmm. you know, continue to ask questions so that you can get. What I do know is that people are still buying, people are still selling, (laughs) so something going on. Right, right, right. (laughs) Everybody's not sitting, right? Correct. And okay, I'm sorry, producer. We good? Okay, all right. What questions should an investor ask before investing in
2: anything? That's a really great question. So I'm going to go back to, because investing is a great thing and, and anybody can do it, but you want to go back to what is, what? why, why am I doing this? Am I doing this because... Marianne is on this show saying that it's a good time to invest because Hazel um, is saying that she's going to invest because I see somebody else doing it. Why are you doing it? Because it has, whatever you do has to make sense, right? The math has to math up. Okay. So, you know, it it definitely has to make sense. And do you have a plan when you're talking about um, starting to invest? So, so those are some, that's one particular question. What what, what what what? Asking yourself, why am I doing this? Am I doing this because this is something that I want to do for the long haul? Okay, because mm-hmm. investing is is great. Um, it can be financially rewarding, but there's some work with it. So you're asking yourself. The first thing I would say is ask yourself, why am I doing this? Ask yourself, am I am I in this for the long haul? Am I situated to a place where I can um, make this work? it's just me. So what if you don't have the management team in place? Am I ready to become a landlord? Do I have the resources if I want to fix and slip? Do I have the contractors in place? So starting to ask yourself questions first before you even delve into trying to buy a property. And then some of the other questions is you want to ask yourself, do you understand how the real estate market works? Because it's not just about buying a piece of property. Then I'm going to fix it up, and then I'm going to resell it. Or I'm going to buy a property and put a tenant in place. So, there, you know, those are just a few questions that you want to kind of internalize before you even think about buying an investment property.
1: And I like that, Marianne, because that's something that I had to ask myself, you know, because it does matter, you know, on... <sighs> Like if you're going into it by yourself or if you're going with mm-hmm. it with a person, you know, with someone else or you're going in it mm-hmm. with a, you know, with a mate, you know, for me, mm-hmm. I had to really look at all of the the consequences and the rewards mm-hmm. of going Correct. into this by myself because Correct. it's just me doing this and having to deal with it. So that actually determined what I would use that property for, um, because, again. Just me, I don't have that luxury, right? And Mm -hmm. so it's very important to know, you know, what risk you're willing to take. And, you know, if you have someone to take that
2: risk with you or you don't, that matters. It it truly matters. And it it does. And that's good. And Hazel, I commend (laughs) you. And even though it is just you and for the listener where it is just you, you, it, it can be done. It, it absolutely can be done. Um, the Bible says write the vision and make it plain, right? So, again, just making sure that you go in with a vision and stick to that vision. But it absolutely can be done. But, yeah, you definitely want to know, what what what, what am I doing this for? Okay, what am I doing this for? And how can I accomplish this by myself should I just have to do it by myself?
1: Thank you, Mariani. Um, this question. Before we take, we're going to take a a break. But I think we kind of hit on this question. Um, it was in, is investing in real estate a good idea in two thousand and twenty two? So we kind of hit on that. If you didn't want to, if you wanted to say anything more about it, but I know we kind of we've kind of already, you know, addressed plain that.
2: and simple. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great idea to buy in twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three. 2024, and so forth. Yes. All right. We're going to take a
1: break right now. And, uh, Mariani, hold on one moment, and we'll be right back, okay? Yes,
2: ma'am.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: back we are back mariana you still on the scene yes ma'am nope. I'm right here right here <laughs> all right we're gonna start with our next set of questions and these are some good ones right here so get ready get ready get ready when we start se- when will we start seeing the returns on our
2: investment property mm, all right all right <laughs> That's what I need to know. This person saying, look, just tell me when I'm going to make the money. Right. So when you're thinking about investment properties, one of the key things that you might want to consider is trying to buy low, right, so Mm -hmm. that you can, just, again, depending on what you're trying to do, if you're trying to fix and flip, you definitely want to buy low (laughs) so that you can sell higher. But then also one of the things, let's just say if you buy a house hazel and you want to, Airbnb it out. Let's just, since we've been talking about that, Right. then you, there's something that's called the 1% rule, right? Mm -hmm. In real estate. So let's say you, you purchase an investment property for 250,000. Well, we know that 1% of that is 2,500, right? Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure that you are at least at the very minimum, bringing in $2,500 per month for that. So whether that, um, you know, renting it to it for Airbnb, whether that's having a tenant or whatever, because you want, you might not, that might not be your mortgage, but you want to at least make 1% of whatever you purchase the property for. Per month. Per month, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Now, if that's Airbnb, you're going to make that like, you're going to make that over and over and over again. But definitely um, when you're just buying a house to rent out to a tenant or something like that, you definitely want to make sure that you remember that 1% rule. So, again, if you buy a house for $300,000, percent one of that is uh, uh, 3000 So you want to make sure that you are bringing in the income, one, at least 1% of that income that you bought. And that way you'll begin to see your return on your investments a lot quicker. Now, if you don't do the 1%, because the 1% is not is not concrete, but that's a way for you to know, that you're getting your return of your on your investment back quicker, okay? Mm-hmm. So if you buy a house for three hundred thousand and you rent it out for you know twenty two hundred or whatever, that's fine. But make sure that you are covering at least your mortgage, right? Mm-hmm. And then you factor in some for for expenses um, should you need to take care of some things later down the line.
1: So I guess the part two of that question would be, you know, once you purchase um, an investment property, Mm -hmm. you have to factor in if there's a lapse time where you're getting that property ready um, to either be an Airbnb Mm -hmm. or be rented Mm -hmm. out, um, you know, and during that time, during that lapse time, you are Mm -hmm. going to have to have the monies right to cover Mm -hmm. To cover those expenses, so is there a certain amount do you feel <clears throat> that needs to be um, already in hand uh, for that investor for those for that type of situation? And if so, you know, is there an amount that you feel is you know a good amount to have?
2: Well, I wouldn't necessarily. Well, well, there's not a so it would be case by case. But whatever you' I would at least have at least at least at the very minimum, Hazel, six months of reserves in terms of your your mortgage because at the end of the day, that's your property, right? And mm-hmm. so your your name is on that mortgage, right? So having at least six months, but you should have already. What did we talk about uh, before? Get ready, get ready, get ready, right. right? So mm-hmm. you, you're not just buying this property and and then trying to figure things out, right? So we're right. trying to figure things out before we even buy the property. We might not have everything lined up before we buy the property, but we definitely want to have enough information so that when we're up on the contract, when the property is bought, we already have begun to line up people's situations, whether it's an Airbnb. Like the ball is just rolling, so it really shouldn't take six months to turn that into an Airbnb. It really shouldn't take six months to get a tenant in place or something like that. So you might have to cover maybe a month or two of your mortgage. Okay? So I would say at least have six to nine months um, in reserves strictly for your your mortgage. Right. Some type of cushion. Uh, Correct. Correct. But have the plan in place beforehand because, again, when you're buying an investment property, the goal is to make money, not lose money. That's right. (laughs) Right.
1: And I guess to, to why location, location, location is important and your what is your why um, mm-hmm. are those those are the two questions that would cover that. Because if you're um, looking to, you know, turn that property around quickly, you don't want to get a fixer upper, right? Correct. <laughs> you you want to get that's something that's time. ready to either move in or ready to um, have a tenant um in a short number of of, of time. So you wanna all those things matter.
2: Can I can I interject to Hazel? Sure. Okay, and this is not your typical this is not your typical real estate slash landlord advice. But I'm just gonna help somebody out here. This is something I do. And it's ethical, okay, so I'm not doing anything that I can't do. I'm a landlord. Um but what I do, Hazel, is I rent to my tenants and I tell my tenants, look, I am going to rent to you beneath market value. Ie, let me I'm not going to tell you my specific situation, but let's just say you can rent a house for $3,000, right? You know mm-hmm. you can rent it for 3,000. Let's say your mortgage is I don't know, 1500. Okay? But then you decided to rent it for 2,500, but knowing you can rent it in it for 3,000 but your but your mortgage is 15 you decide to rent it for 25. Mm-hmm. So what I do with my tenants is I tell them, look, I'm not your typical landlord. I'm going to be gracious and rent it to you for under market value. So I'm renting it to them for 2500, right? So you go ahead and save that 500 because I'm telling you what 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 houses are renting for in this particular area. Okay? This is how I speak to my my tenants. So you saved that 500. You saved that 500. You saved that 500. So when something breaks down, guess what? Now you you you're getting a deal because I'm not charging you what I can charge you, right? Mm-hmm. And you, so you're saving. So if something happens to break, cuz that doesn't mean that something is going to break. <coughs> then you use your money that you've been saving to 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 purchase or to fix whatever it is. So not only am I helping my tenant, but I'm also helping myself. And that's how I operate as a landlord. So I'm not price gouging them.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So they're getting my home for a nice rental price, and they're able to save. Another way that one could work with an investment property. thats You know, I, I don't have a management company in place. My tenants are my management company. You keep my house in the same condition or better, and if something breaks, you fix it. Hmm. I like that. That's a
0: that's a different
1: <laughs> that's not your typical stuff. No, right? it's not. <laughs> most, if it's three thousand, I need my 3, I need my thirty five hundred. That's how it typically okay. runs.
2: Correct. That's what most. That's how most landlords work. They they're really are about that bottom line number. But if you can get a good tenant in place, and you can you can still make a profit. Because I'm not saying shortchange yourself, but we also don't have to price gouge, you know, individuals right. that just need a hand
1: up. Exactly. Because the other part of that, this, um, I did have a question uh, from my listener, but I did not choose it. Um, you know, when you have an investment property, you know, the upkeep – you know, a mm-hmm. lot of people are afraid to mm-hmm. invest and, you know, get tenants and things like that because mm-hmm. you hear so many horror stories of, mm-hmm. you know, people, let's just be honest, people don't take care, half the time people right. don't take care of what, what is theirs, but they're certainly yep. not going to take care of something that's not What's theirs. Correct. Um, so just give us a little, you know, I think your that way is a good way, you know, to ensure that, you know, the upkeep of your property you know, it's good, especially if you have some a tenant that is going to honor that. But you know, do you have any advice for our listeners on that?
2: <clears throat> Absolutely. So when you're when you're when you're doing that again, my way is not your normal way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you you are taking a risk, but you know, you you vet your tenants out. However, you want to do that background check. Um, you, you just vet your tenants out. But you definitely want to um, you know at the end of the day, again, it is your property, you know, and you do have rights to your property. but your tenants, when you're when you're renting your property, let me help somebody understand your tenants actually have more rights. So yes, my name is on that mortgage, but your tenants actually have more rights. But I would just say, do your due diligence, make sure you know as as much as you can because you can't know everything because people, Unfortunately, sometimes we'll quote unquote flip the script, but do your due diligence, do background checks, do social security, you know, get their, their driver's license, you know, get some references, just do your due diligence. Um, I am, I will say everything has not always been copacetic. My first rental situation, Hazel, was horrific. Oh, horrific! Goodness. I it was I did not do my due diligence and just and just real quickly, so I can help somebody understand. Looks can be deceiving. Looks can be very deceiving. Age can be very deceiving. Mm-hmm. Very quickly, I had an a, a older lady. She rent. She came by my house. Long story short. Long, very long story short. I ended up renting my house to a seventy-eight-year-old scam artist. Oh wow. Did not know it. Did not do a background check because she was. She seemed so sweet, you know, and just everything was just on point. I was like, oh, I don't need to do a background check. No, if they're ninety three. Do a background <laughs> 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 Look, Looks can be deceiving, so just make sure you vet out your tenant. Um, even if you decided to do it my way, just vet out and make sure you know as much as you can about the person that is living in your home.
1: Yeah, this is this this is your investment, folks. Yes. You know, and so yes. you have to in protect your in, in, investment at all costs, and that is also what bodies you put there. So yes. I
2: don't care; you can be a hundred and three. You get a background <laughs> check, okay? <laughs> Absolutely. Please get a background check because that that story right there, that, that situation, I wouldn't work. I wouldn't want that for my worst enemy,
1: Hazel. Oh yeah, I, I, listen. I don't even want to know the details because. <laughs> That might that might, uh, taint me, so I don't want to know. I just want right, to know that right, I right. need to do what I have to do,
2: right? And, let, and let, so we, because you said that, let me say this now. Now I have I've had the absolute best tenants. So even I'm glad you said that because yes, though I had that bad experience, it almost tainted me from not doing rental properties ever again. And now Hazel, I have had the absolute best tenants. To, two totally different ends of the spectrum so yes though you might run into one bad experience don't let that stop you from you know um, going forward with purchasing investment properties everybody's not bad out there as a matter of fact most people are not bad
1: right and i think too just um protecting yourself um you know making sure you have all your all your ducks in a row um <laughs> whether that's Make make sure you have the correct lease and making sure you're, you know, correct verbiage on your lease. And you don't, you don't try to be, you don't cut corners, right? Correct. Correct. Because I know that a lot of people will do that for whatever reason. But cutting corners is only going to hurt you in the end. Correct.
2: Correct. Because, again, those tenants, they do have
1: rights. Exactly.
2: And they
1: will use them. Exactly. um. Let's see, how do you buy, Um. oh, this is a good one. I'll, I'll skip to this one because I really want to talk about this. How do you go by acquiring land? Mm. And that second part of that is, is that a better way to go?
2: Mm. Okay. So, again, better is relative. So it's all about what, what one is trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but your first question was, how do you go about um, buying land? So, again, that, that actually is a look, can be a little bit more simple than actually purchasing a home. Because mo- a lot of land purchases, most land purchases are cash deals. As a matter of fact, you can buy, I mean, you can buy land for as little as, I mean, I've seen land for $1,500. Twenty five hundred dollars. So again, Hazel, <clears throat> land is not necessarily, um, is not necessarily expensive. You know, so mm-hmm. even if you even if you get with a realtor, get with myself, you know, if somebody just wants to buy a piece of land and just hold on to it, I just bought some land earlier this year, right? And mm-hmm. so what I'm doing is I'm I thought I was going to build my dream home on it, and I still might, but right now what I'm doing is that land is just appreciating. Mm-hmm. So even if you buy a piece of land for two thousand dollars, five thousand dollars in the boondocks, at some point somebody's gonna want that. So even if you buy it for five thousand dollars and next year you save you sell it for ten thousand dollars. guess what you it, you you net profited five thousand dollars. but if you if you hold on to it, you buy it for cheap and then you 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 pass it on down the line, somebody's gonna benefit from that. So the way to go about buying land, is you mo- most land deals are cash deals. Mo- most of them are cash deals, um, so you definitely want to make sure that you have the reserves for that. Now, some sellers um, will allow you to finance the land, but land is typically typically around twenty five to seventy five thousand, you know, dollars or something like that. So most sellers just really want want cash, but um, that could be just as Simple as, you know, (laughs) um, there are ways to get the money. Let me just say that.
1: (laughs) And with that, um, you know, because I always think about with land and you say, like you're saying, purchase it and let Mm -hmm. it sit, you know developers you know if they're looking for that particular land um when yes. it comes to the to the state and if they're trying to yes. um run a highway through that, you know all yes. kinds of things could happen yes. um with you purchasing land and so yeah I'm to get with you on that one
2: okay <laughs> yes you have to Hazel I promise you all that is the way to go Hazel just dropped a gem on you all she just dropped a gem you know, I, wherever wherever you are, there is a piece of land that somebody's going to want. Like Hazel said, whether it's the state, whether it's the county, Hazel, the land that I own that I bought this year, mm-hmm. it's the the county, the particular county that it's in, is own four. They own four hundred and twenty four acres around my three and a half, which is why I have not built. Because I'm not tied to that land like that, Hazel. But right. guess what? They own 424 acres. So why wouldn't they want that piece of land that's sitting right there for themselves? They're going to want my land. And when they give me the right amount for it, guess what? They can have it. Right. <laughs> so somebody's going to so now now. It's, it's a great time to buy land, hold it. Somebody's going to want it. Even a piece of property even a even a, a dilapidated piece of property mm-hmm. that you can get for less than a hundred thousand dollars, you don't have to fix it and flip it like you just said. a developer is going to want to come and purchase that from you
1: right right now what is if if there's any any downfalls to that if you go that route for our listeners
2: the only so one of the downfalls in terms of buying um Let's say buying a house and holding it. Mm-hmm. is of course, you have you know you're you're paying the taxes, you know, um, so you're paying that. So you definitely want to make sure that you're able to pay the taxes. Um, if you're gonna do something like that, you really don't want to do something that has an HOA um, because then you're having to pay the HOA fee. So even if you're not living in the house, you're still, having to pay those fees. So again, the, the the end goal is to make money, not lose money. And the right? HOA but is gonna require you to keep that house up too. Correct, mm-hmm. correct, correct. Um and so it so there are some land um you can buy land too that 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 are in subdivisions, right? That might have HOAs. I promise to God just this week I was looking at some more land to buy for myself and so and the land is there no house on it, but like the HOA fees might be like fifteen hundred dollars a year. No, I'm not. I'm not buying a piece of land where it's going. Where I'm going to have to continue to pay. So that's just not wise. Right. If you're not trying to build on it, you know, immediately. So those are definitely some things you want to keep in um in mind. Buy a piece of land where there's no other fees attached. You know, outside of your. Um, your yearly taxes which is not going to be much because taxes on land is not high at all mm-hmm. um and that's pretty much it so it's really not it's really no downfall if you just buy land and and it's not in a in a subdivision and there are no other fees that are attached it's really it's really no downfall
1: if we're seeking land um, where you know of course we would, Would we go to a realtor? Would we, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I know that we have, you know, counties have auctions and things like that. Um, Where do you feel like is the best route for someone who is seeking out to buy
2: land? I'm going to say go to a realtor because at the end of the day, uh, the realtor works for you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The realtor works for you on, on the buying side. Um oftentimes you're not even paying your realtor. Okay, as long as the seller is doing what they're supposed to do on the selling side. So the, the on the buying side, the realtor is working for you. The realtor does not even benefit unless you unless you close that deal. So I would say definitely get with the realtor and work with that realtor and let he, him or her let me mm-hmm. find that land find that land for you absolutely because at the end of the day the seller the seller's the listing agent the seller's agent represents that seller right so if you go and you find a piece of property or you find some land that you want um, to purchase that seller is represent that listing agent is representing his or her seller okay they're not representing you so you definitely want to have Mariani in place so that she can have the conversation and represent you to the fullest Mariani is me
0: gotcha
2: <laughs> we got you talking in a third
0: part
1: <laughs> so when you say i know i had someone just text me um uh, wanted this question um so when you say that it's mostly a um a money deal um so just having that money on cash reserve to purchase that there's no other way no
2: no no, no. so there are so there but most 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 land deals are cash deals mm-hmm. but as i stated there are some sellers that are um willing to finance the land as well okay but most. i mean most land is it's, I'm not going to say relatively cheap because that, you know, cheap for me might not be cheap for somebody and right, vice versa. Right. Um, but, yes, most land deals are cash deals. But if that's, if somebody needs to finance it and then they get with the realtor, then that would be a conversation to say, hey, I, I want to buy some land, but I can't buy it cash. <laughs> so can you find me um, some land that I can actually finance? So then, it, then that goes back to the realtor, finding exactly what the buyer needs or wants
1: okay all right we're going to take another break and then when we come back um marianne i wanted you to give us some nuggets um leave us with some nuggets on again um this is all about diversifying our portfolio this is about going to the next level this is about you know i love when you say scared money don't make money so um (laughs) i want you to leave us some nuggets to just encourage All of us to continue to move forward and to continue to um, just take that next step. So we'll be back in a moment. style. all right we are back we are back i was jamming i was jamming <laughs> we are back and um mariani i just can't thank you enough for just what you've given us thus far um part one and part two um the feedback is awesome i'm getting text messages right now uh just questions and i just can't get to it all so girl we know we got to do a part three <laughs> at some point I can't get to it all but I'm happy because this is letting me know that people are very interested in going to the next level um Mm -hmm. and so that's why I wanted you to um just leave the leave us with some nuggets I I will say that um you and I both we always talk about being in position you helped me with that so much um You know, just, you know, you and I both doing credit repair, Um, we're helping people get their finances together um, because this is that's that's the that's the position that we're talking about. So that when these things come up, when you when we see land that comes up, when we see homes Mm -hmm. and investment that we want to do, guess what? We have buying power. We are in position. We've positioned ourselves so that when it's time to make moves, we're able to yeah. make moves. And so yeah. um, I just, you know, you are the catalyst for that for me. And so, I, you know, thank you because without that, I wouldn't even have this conversation, you know, for yeah. five, six years ago. You know, I wasn't interested in this conversation because guess what? I didn't see it was reachable. I didn't see it was attainable, mm-hmm. you know, for me. So. I want to help others also get to that position, and so if you could leave us with some nuggets, um, then I we greatly appreciate it.
2: Absolutely. So i you know what, Hazel, you kind of just created a great segue because the one nugget that I that I want to leave everybody with, and it's not even a a, a huge nugget, is find a mentor. And what I mean by that is when you're talking about investing. When you're talking about doing anything for the first time, right, it it can be a scary move. Um, Find somebody who's willing to show you the rope, somebody who is willing to say, hey, Hazel, this is how you do it. This is how somebody that has done what you want to do. So if you want to um, get an Airbnb, find somebody who is willing to share that information. There's no need to try to reinvent the wheel. Mm-hmm. There are so many people out here that are willing to give you the information, i.e. myself, i.e. Hazel, we're willing to give you the information so that you can go out and do exactly what it is you want to do, right? So that's, I mean, that, that that's the one nugget. I'll, I'll go back to get prepared. Get ready, get ready, get ready, right? So even when we're talking about investment properties, yes, investment properties are um are not, um hard to purchase, but it all goes na- back to credit as well. It goes back to credit as well, right? So we want to make sure that we're working on that because with investment properties, you're buying um, a property with a conventional loan, conventional loans. You want at least a 680, right? Mm-hmm. So there are some things. So even if you have um, the financing, the income and all of that, you still with investment properties, investment properties are bought with conventional loans so you still have to get that portion of your 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 finances um corrected if it's not already corrected but the one nugget that I had was find a mentor yes. find somebody that's doing exactly what you want to do and 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 just get suck at, suck everything up out of them ask questions right yes you don't you you the bible says you have not because you ask not somebody is waiting to give you that information. Somebody may even be out there that's willing to partner with you, right? Co-partner with you on your first investment. You don't have to go at it alone. So that's the one nugget that I have, Hazel. Ask questions, find a mentor, and get to buying those properties. Once you buy one, guess what? One becomes two, two becomes four, four becomes eight, and now you're a 39-year-old just sitting on properties. And don't have to work because your your your, your properties are, are are working for you. What about fifty? <laughs> that too. Fifty. That that works yes. too. <laughs> 50,
1: in, fifty. Fifty in two weeks, and that's where I want to be.
2: Okay. <laughs> and and I'm glad you said that too, Hazel. Guess what? What about sixty? What right. about seventy? That's right. now if, don't don't, limp, don't don't put a cap on yourself no if you're 60 if you're 70 75 whatever if whatever you want to do in terms of real estate i will go so far as to say whatever you want to do in life period Ava, yes. hey, can i just step out of real estate just one yes. one moment yes. i feel yes. something down in the spirit so for somebody that's on this show i know we're talking about real estate and we're talking about investment but real talk what we we get one life you all this is not a dress rehearsal this is it once we're gone, this is it, right? So whatever you want to do, I don't, care, I don't care how old you are. If you want to learn how to knit and you're 89 years old, find a mentor. Find somebody that can teach you how to knit. If you're 63 and you want to learn how to swim, go, go to the YMCA. Go to your local uh, uh, swimming place and, and learn how to swim. There is not a wrong time to start doing anything, and that does include investments. So that's right. my time, Hazel. I'm good. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. And always tune in to
1: Holistic Living with Hazel because we're here to empower, inform, and educate. So, again, like Mariani said, we're here. I'm here. I want to see us win. That's why I do what I do. Um, that's why I do what I do. That's, that's all I can say. I thank you all, Mariani. I love you to pieces. You are my mentor. I love you more, my
2: friend.
1: <laughs> you are my mentor. You sure have taken me to new Amen. heights, and I thank you so much. Amen. All right. Thank you all, and I will see you all um, next Thursday. The first Thursday, I'm sorry, of first Thursday of the month. Thank you so much, and have a great evening.
0: not waste any time every little thing I do. thank you for listening to holistic living with hazel tune in to iheartradio or the real 1100.com and don't forget to like share and subscribe to holistic living podcast with hazel